You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I feel like who art ed. I'm trying to spice it. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and for this week's Fun Fact Friday, we're going to be talking about Edmonia Lewis and the death of Cleopatra. I guess I should say right from the start, Edmonia Lewis did not kill Cleopatra, had nothing to do with it, lived thousands of miles and thousands of years apart. In the 1876 Centennial Exhibition in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Critics were stunned by a two-ton marble sculpture produced by Edmonia Lewis. The work was The Death of Cleopatra, but after that exhibition, it was found in a series of unusual turns in the life of an artwork. Lewis had quite an interesting life herself. She was born on or around July 4, 1844. Her father was of Haitian descent and her mother Native American. There's not much documented about her early life, hence the approximation for her birthday, but what we do know is she was orphaned at a young age. It can be difficult to separate the woman from the legend, but she was said to have been raised by the Ojibwa and given the name Wildfire. She eventually went to Oberlin College in Ohio, which was the first college to accept students of all races, but her time there was not exactly peaceful. She later said she felt she had no choice but to go to Europe because of the way that she was treated as a person of color in America. While America has always had problems related to race and racism, Lewis was born during the run-up to the Civil War when these issues were boiling over. Now, this is supposed to be a fun fact mini-episode, so I don't want to dive too deep into her whole life story and awful life experiences. Back to the lighter topic of the death of Cleopatra. The sculpture was neoclassical. Neo meaning new and classical meaning the exact opposite of new. The style was all about rediscovering the ancients, so historical figures were popular subjects along with themes from literature. As I said, Lewis grew up in America, but she had left to go to Europe She exhibited her work in the Philadelphia Centennial Exhibition, but she still lived in Rome. Now, I don't know how many of you have tried to carry a two-ton marble sculpture across the Atlantic, but I think it's safe to say nobody really wants to do that. After the show, Edmonia decided it was too much trouble to take that work back home and had it put into storage in Chicago. 
Somehow it wandered out of storage, as giant sculptures are wont to do, and it made its way into a saloon in 1892. I guess it was a party sculpture. From there, a gambler and racehorse tycoon got a hold of it. Blind John Condon took the statue to use as a gravestone for his favorite horse named Cleopatra. Then in the 1970s, the racetrack was turned into a a United States Postal Service facility and Cleopatra had to go. The statue was shipped off to a storage yard where, I guess, a Boy Scout troop decided it was time to do a little DIY restoration. I guess I missed that merit badge back when I was a scout. Shockingly enough, the untrained children made some questionable choices painting the sculpture all white. Finally, in the 1980s, a biographer studying Edmonia Lewis starts looking around for clues as to the whereabouts of this statue. Because while some people had been doing things with the statue, its whereabouts were not necessarily known to art curators and museums and gallerists and people of that world. It just was kicking around with people who needed some way to remember where their favorite horse was buried. So finally, it's tracked down after a dentist in the suburbs of Chicago responds, saying that the statue was in storage in a local mall along with their holiday decorations. It took a lot of work and about $30,000, but Edmonia Lewis's sculpture, The Death of Cleopatra, has been professionally restored to its former glory, and now it resides at the Smithsonian Museum of Art. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and on the website whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.